Hello, everyone. Welcome to Aloe for the Soul. It is so good to see you again, Brian. It is so good to see you again, Andrew, as well. Oh, we are excited. This week, we have a very interesting topic. It is going to be the subject of forgiveness. It is, but before we get into it... Yes? Drumroll... It's March Madness. Oh, yes. And it is a mad, mad, mad month. (laughs) A month of ups and And a month of downs. Such as a basketball going up. Yes, and a basketball basketball going going down. down. (laughs) Um, My hopes and my dreams are always crushed every year. Why is that? Because, okay, I'm a Michigan fan. Uh So for all you state fans out there, sorry, just is what it is. Mm Mm-hmm. But every single year, Michigan gets my hopes up. They do well in the tournament. Yeah. And then they just plummet to their mm. doom. Man, that is sad. And, they, like, they do really well. Yeah. And they're, like, so close. And then they choke. Mm-hmm. And I, it's just so disappointing. Mm-hmm. It almost brings me to tears every day. <laughs> Literally anything can happen in March Madness. Mm-hmm. Anything. That's because right. Because it's basketball. Yeah. So it's great. It's going to be exciting. And I, I'm ready for it to start, man. And hopefully, I think I believe when this podcast comes out, it is about to start. Yeah, man. Damn. Yeah, I love I love March Madness. So. Yeah. Oh, that's gonna be great, dude. Yes. Forgiveness. Yes. Let's head into forgiveness. Okay. So I think we need to establish what exactly is forgiveness. We yeah. need to figure out a, a good baseline. So the 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 dictionarial <laughs> dictionarius dictative. <laughs> the Merriam-Webster dictionary states that forgiveness go. is. Okay, so the dictionary says it is a verb, and the first meaning is to stop feeling angry or resentful towards someone for an offense, a flaw, or a mistake. But the second portion is to cancel a debt. The biblical definition, or the biblical understanding of forgiveness, is a letting go of sin. Yes. So that kind of gives us a good idea about what exactly we're talking about here. Yeah, and it's like, so the reason why we wanted to do, like, give a not a worldly definition but like kind of like the universal definition of forgiveness and versus the biblical because there is a difference Mm -hmm. and differentiating that and so forgiveness oftentimes in the world or universally is just you're forgiving other people when oftentimes we have to forgive ourselves and the world kind of like skips out on that because Mm -hmm. we make mistakes against ourselves and even against the lord and that's where we have to say Brian, I forgive you. I forgive myself. And like working through that. So we want to have that difference because letting go of sin is saying I'm letting go of the fact that I sinned, but I know I'm forgiven and I receive that forgiveness and I forgive myself because the Lord forgave me. So using that and saying, here's the biblical definition. Here's the universal definition. And both are good definitions. Don't get me wrong. Like let go of all that anger and let go of all the hatred and the grudge and like let go forgive and trust me you won't feel like all uptight and tense like Ugh. feel like a, oh, I just want to rip a chair apart <laughs> <laughs> sometimes I felt like that dude it's yeah. not it's not good yeah you're allowing the devil inside of you and it's just it yeah it's, it's not good and we'll we're gonna give you some steps to help work through that with yourself and with other people yeah it, we, we one of the reasons we're going to talk about this is because it is mentioned a lot in the Bible. It's it's mentioned ninety five times in Scripture, 
And obviously, the Lord wants us to focus on this because it's a big deal. We, this is a common issue that we deal with constantly. Uh, we, to help us understand the process of forgiving someone, if you're struggling with forgiveness, it's actually a very simple process, but it is not an easy process. There's a big difference between easy and simple. And so we have um, steps one through six, and we're going to take, or seven, excuse me, and we're going to take turns um, kind of reading off the steps in our common lives. Yeah, and I wanted to read this uh, verse because, well, not verse, it's verses, and I'll try and read it as quick as I can, but sure. also getting the understanding. It's uh, when Peter asked Jesus, how many times should I forgive mm-hmm. the my brother who has sinned against me? And Jesus answered him, I do not say to you seven times, but 77 times. So it's almost like you forgive repeatedly. Yeah. And so he goes on to tell a parable and it says, therefore, the kingdom of heaven may be compared to a king who wished to settle accounts with his servants. When he began to settle, one was brought to him and owned him and owed him 10,000 talents. And since he could not pay, his master ordered him to be sold with his wife and children and all that he had and payment to be made. So the servant fell on his knees, imploring him, have patience with me and I will pay you everything. And out of pity for him, the master of the servant released him and forgave him the debt. When, But when the same servant went out, he found one of his fellow servants who owed him a hundred denarii and seized him. He began to choke him, pay, saying, pay what you owe. So his fellow servant fell down and pleaded with him, have patience with me and I will pay you. He refused and went and put him in prison until he should pay the debt. So right there is like this one servant owed a lot of money to his master and then saw another servant who owed him that servant money and essentially like choked him out and said, pay me like what you owe me. And he's like, said the same thing. Have mercy on me, have patience with me and I will pay you. But instead of forgiving him, he threw him in prison. So just to kind of catch you up on that, he refused and went and put him in prison. When his fellow servants saw what he had taken place, what had taken place, they were greatly distressed. And they went and reported to their master all that had taken place. Then his master summoned him and said to him, You wicked servant, I forgave you all the debt because you pleaded with me. And should you have not had mercy on your fellow servant, as I had mercy on you? And in anger his master delivered him to the jailers until he should pay all his debt. So also will my heavenly Father do to every one of you, if you do not forgive your brother from your heart. Mm. So essentially like what that verse is saying is God forgave you. Yeah. So forgive the people that hurt you. Mm-hmm. We forgive others because God forgave us. That's right. And so that is not to say like it's going to be easy, that it's going to happen right away, but forgiveness, you're letting go of that anger. You're letting go of that sin and saying, I forgive you. It's okay. That's right. And there's also a big difference between understanding that there will be times where forgiveness will take place, but accountability is still very much a part of us. And you will still owe um, not necessarily a debt to the person because you did forgive the person, but you still have to repay for your crimes. One of the saddest things that I ever heard, and I was a part of this, was that one of the people, back when I lived in Alaska, I worked for a company for Kroger. It was an offshoot of Kroger called Fred Meyer. And uh, when I worked there, there was a person who had uh, the job that I was currently working just before I took over. And the person had been working over a period of eight years and slowly, day by day, had been taking money from the 
stash of cash that was kept under the machines because she ran the self-checkout machines. And so she had been slowly slipping money away. And when they discovered that she'd been doing that over a period of eight years, they found that she had taken over $120,000 over that time. Wow. They finally put enough evidence against her to convict her of that. They went to arrest her, and they knew, she knew that the gig was up, and she committed suicide. She mm. killed herself before, instead of going to prison, because she mm. knew she was guilty. And it was such a sad, tragic thing that she felt overwhelmed that she could not pay her debt. And y- kind of seeing this Bible verse played out in real life, uh, and, and kind of having those same similarities and the same um, you, know, you know parallel examples of someone who felt overwhelmed and that they, that they could not repay what they had done because she didn't have one hundred twenty thousand dollars to get back to you know Myers there was no way to cancel that debt she had to go to prison for it and seeing the the despair that overcame her knowing that there was no forgiveness for her so I mean that's a very dramatic example about what happened but it, it's very real and it's very sincere and um you know people have to struggle and deal with that type of thing all the time so yeah whether you're talking about stealing one hundred twenty thousand dollars from a company or wronging a person at a traffic stop you have to forgive equally yeah and yeah that that's really good mm-hmm. that's really good uh so step number one andrew what is a practical step that we can take in forgiveness? Well, this is Ella for the Souls, How to Forgive Someone in a Few Easy Steps. <laughs> <laughs> so this is the first step. We're going to, number one, acknowledge the wrongdoing. So the reason for that is because you have to establish a framework of what happened. Not to build up resentment and not to build up anger towards this other person, but to give yourself a clear, logical standpoint of where you're going to begin. Um, if you don't, you're cutting yourself short because you're allowing emotions to take over where logic needs to prevail. It needs to be a cool, calculated opinion about what happened. So it kind of allows you to establish exactly the truth of the situation. Yeah. So like you said, like acknowledging the portion of saying, I have this hurt inside and seeing that clearly and saying, you hurt me here. I'm not mad at you, but I just this is what happened. This is like what is going through my head right now. And I need to, and I'm acknowledging that like you are acknowledging that you're not getting angry or frustrated at this person, but you're acknowledging the anger and you're not acknowledging the hurt. And you also have to, you have to hit that hurt point yeah. of like, why did this hurt me so much? And saying this, like in saying it hurt a lot, like it hurt. Yeah. And for sure. So it kind of like leads into our second step which is praying about it and thinking clearly through that process Mm -hmm. and saying lord this hurt a lot and i i forgive this person but i want to work through this forgiveness so i can fully forgive them with my whole heart because the lord calls us to forgive with all of our heart forgive our brother with all of our heart and so doing that is just allowing your mind to open up and writing down these emotions and saying and like really processing what happened and it really allows you to think clearly through that for sure and it just it opens up a world of like you're not angry and you're not like you don't have resentment necessarily you have forgiven them but now you're working through that forgiveness and forgiving them with your whole heart yeah. And that's a process. I, I honestly believe it's a process. I honestly don't think you can just say, I forgive you with my whole heart. If it's like something big, mm-hmm. but if it's like you hit me 
ow. And then it's like, I forgive you. Yeah. Like, I forgave you with my whole heart. It wasn't that, like, that big of a deal. But when it's, like, something personal and deep, that take it takes a process to work through that. Absolutely. Sometimes it, it even can be the decision of I forgive you or the saying of I forgive you begins the process of the actual forgiveness because you have to continually extend it. If you keep, uh, well, this will kind of go into the next step, of course, but if the shoe was on the other foot and this person was in, was offending to me, how would I want to be treated? Well, of course I would want to be forgiven. I would want to have that extended towards myself. And having an understanding of even when people are the most cruel, that sometimes even incredibly cruel things are not done intentionally. They're done unintentionally without malice, but they're still done. It's a, he- it's a healthy balance of understanding the person's heart. If the person did it maliciously, you still have to forgive them regardless, but at least it gives you an idea of maybe this person did not do it intentionally. They were just ignorant, and they just did it because they were not paying attention or because they weren't focused on the other person. Mm-hmm. And it's, yeah, thinking clearly is a huge step. Like, it it almost seems like it's kind of like, oh, duh, I would try and think clearly. But when in that moment, yeah, at least for me personally, I would, like, be really struggling with anger, like, resentful anger towards Mm -hmm. someone or even towards myself sometimes it's like beating yourself up but you don't have to like you really don't if you really think and really pray and ask the lord lord i ask for like peace of mind and acknowledging i did i messed up or this person hurt me and saying but i don't want to be angry at them yeah I want to forgive them. One of the fruits of the Spirit is yeah. having a sound mind. So. Exactly. And being slow to anger. Like, we are called to be slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. That's right. And so, really applying that yeah. to thinking clearly allows you to have control over your emotions. Have control over your emotions is part of thinking clearly. That's right. And, like, literally stressing, I cannot stress that enough, because when you lash that out in anger, you essentially, you're hurting each other. Like, you're lashing out in anger. What if that person didn't mean to? Yeah. If it was intentional, then maybe it's going to be a little more of a process. But if it for wasn't sure. intentional and you're lashing out in anger for them, yeah. like, towards them, why why would you do that if that wasn't intentional? If they sincerely told you, I sincerely did not mean to hurt you like that or to say that in an offensive way, like, I didn't mean it that way, and you lash out in them in anger, that's not good. You're hurting, you're hurting yourself internally. You're allowing the devil to come inside of your heart and control it and you have lost all control of your emotions Mm -hmm. so really controlling your emotions allows you to think clearly that's right what's the next step so yeah essentially then you have to put yourself in the other person's position how would you react or what like if you did that how would you want them to react Mm because it almost circles to uh the golden rule treat others as you would want to be treated Mm -hmm. and it's like okay so if this person hurt me or if I hurt this person mm-hmm. and it's you're flipping the situation, you're putting yourself in their shoes, how would you want them to respond? Would you want right. them to lash out in anger yeah. towards you? Would you want them to forgive you or would you want them to just completely shut you out of their Like how would you want them to react? Not like, oh, get over it. But like saying, hey, I forgive you. I know you're sorry and I accept that. That's but right. it's going to take a process. So, like, putting yourself in their shoes is really important. Another common issue that I see over and over again, even in understanding or acknowledging the existence of God, is a lack of forgiveness towards God. 
And I know that that's a very serious thing. And in we're not saying this lightly. People really struggle with that. People have a lot of anger towards God. Sometimes they have experienced things in their lives that are tragic, that are horrible, unexplainably awful things. And my heart breaks for those people. But it, it does not negate the fact that God still exists and that God is still loving. And the fact that you're trying to combine a perfect holy God in an unholy, imperfect world, it does not seem to make sense to the human mind. It is chaotic. It's crazy. The human mind loves peaceful organization. And when it doesn't see that, it doesn't know how to handle it. And so it tries to make sense. And yeah. using using human logic to try to explain God will not work. And so sometimes you just, like very much like what we said last week, there has to be a time where you admit to yourself, I don't understand. Yeah. And so I choose to lay down myself. I choose to submit myself to the forgiveness of God. And choosing to let God be God and us be us yeah. is a process and a step in that unforgiveness. And it seems crazy to try to extend forgiveness towards God. But forgiveness is, as using the worldly standpoint, if, if we can so use that word, is a choosing to letting go. Mm-hmm. It's a choosing to not owe and demanding a debt be paid. Yeah. And sometimes when we feel like we're owed something, we can resent someone so deeply mm-hmm. and for a very long time. Mm-hmm. And so when we understand that God does not owe us anything and that we are indebted to him, it's a clear understanding of reality. Yeah. I, um, I want to ask you, like, how would you put how would you put yourself in, so, in like the other person's shoes? So if it happened, if you did that to that person, how like what would be your thought process through that? Like if someone was to wrong me, how yeah, would I forget so, them? So or? if I wronged you, uh-huh. and but now you're flipping, so you wronged me. How would you? How would you put yourself in their shoes? Like in that thinking process, it's like with well, this step. Well, I guess it's very difficult because it is such a gigantic issue. But on, if you're trying to really simpli- you know, use uh, just very simplistic language, I guess it's a choosing to understand that everyone has experienced different lives. And when you go through different life paths, you are influenced differently. And so every person has experienced their own unique blend of hurt and, and success. And so if someone was to hurt me and, and I got very upset at that person but chose to forgive them because I understand that if I was to hurt them, I would want a passion compassion extended to me. Yeah. So if you came over to my house and insulted something that I loved and I and it was not intentional you just did it and I went to your house and did the same thing it kind of enables you to see like well I'm actually quite culpable of doing and reciprocating that same sin towards you so it it also increases your sense of uh, the importance of being humble and admitting to yourself that you're not above offending that other person. Mm-hmm. So it puts you on an even playing field because yeah. oftentimes when you're unforgiving towards someone, it's just also is a, it, it, this is kind of dark and I don't want people to be offended by this, but sometimes it can be a hidden pride that keeps you from asking for unforgiveness. Mm-hmm. I know personally, I recently went through and I'm not going to get into details because that's not important, but I went through an experience where I needed to ask someone for forgiveness. I had wronged them. I did something that was inappropriate and wrong, not intentionally, but it was wrong. Mm -hmm. And uh, for several years, I did not ask for forgiveness because I was so embarrassed to ask for forgiveness. Mm -hmm. And uh, when I did, there was such a relief Mm -hmm. of of an understanding like, oh, my word. Wow, I can't believe this person forgave me for doing that. And like I said, it was not done maliciously. It was not done with an evil intent, but it was still done. Mm -hmm. And coming to terms with understanding that I had caused them pain was so embarrassing and it was and it hurt my pride and made me feel like wow I'm such a loser and it's kind of crazy to feel like that's why I didn't ask for forgiveness mm-hmm. but when you don't get rid of pride 
pride can twist you and can make you think things that are just not true. Um, and it can convince you of things that are false. And uh, it can even twist your sense of reality. That's why, hearkening back to the previous step of understanding with a clear mind exactly what happened is so important. Mm. And asking that, you know, a, a sound mind cannot be a prideful mind. Mm. And so I know that's kind of a long expression of yeah. what I would do, but that's kind of my process. Yeah. And it um, kind of leads into the fourth step, which is kind of com- kind of a common question that's asked is like, why should I forgive them? Yeah. Like, why? Well, simple answer here. Um, Jesus, God's son, came to earth, lived a perfect life. He died on the cross for doing nothing wrong mm-hmm. and essentially forgave us for our sins. That's right. An ultimate sacrifice. Yeah. So the reason why we forgive people is because God forgave us. That's right. And so we're reciprocating that to other people. Mm -hmm. And uh, short testimony, uh, one of the biggest things that I struggled with, especially like in my early Christian faith, was forgiving myself. And that's like a huge part of my life is like I often, uh, the devil often tries to get in my head and like try and put that identity over me of like, you did this wrong thing and like that's like you can't undo it it's like i can't undo it but i can receive forgiveness and i can forgive myself it's like when i was in college and like even in high school like thinking back and like all the horrible things that i did uh drinking smoking trying to hook up with people like all these kind of different things and saying brian god forgives you so forgive yourself like for pete's sakes (laughs) just like and it's hard almost because it's not like a sense of pride. It's a sense of, I don't deserve it. Mm-hmm. Like I don't deserve to be forgiven. So why, why do I have to forgive myself? And it's the same. It's literally the same thing. God forgave us. So we forgive others. And that includes yourself. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that because that leads us perfectly into the next step, which is in the step of that. Once you have chosen to understand clearly why we should forgive. Yeah. Once you have chosen, okay, I need to forgive this person, then you can't replay that over in your head. Don't watch reruns. Don't allow that to go over in your mind because whether it's against yourself, like you just said, or against another person, the second you start doing that, Satan can step right in and remind you of just how you felt. Yeah, and you go right back to the beginning. Didn't that that feel good to hate that person? And it did did feel good because we're sinful creatures. We're inclined to sin. And when we feel that hate, it feels good because our body likes it. Yeah, you You go right back to the beginning. Absolutely. It's like you're hurt all over again. It's like you didn't have to do that. Exactly. So That's perfect. letting, Letting Satan in is like, it's like poisoning your body. That's right. Is I think it's how the Bible describes it, I, mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken. It's like it's literally injecting poison into yourself. Hatred and unforgiveness is poison mm-hmm. inside of your heart. Absolutely. And it literally it not cripples you, but spiritually cripples you. That's right. And you almost essentially like block out God. Yeah. Because you're not taking, you're not receiving his forgiveness because if you don't receive his forgiveness you're not going to forgive other people that's right and so for people like there are always there's always going to be places in your life where you have unforgiveness i Mm -hmm. guarantee you there are still parts of my life where i haven't forgiven myself or other people who have hurt me and that's probably something that like every it's something everyone needs like ask the lord to work through and if you don't like seriously if you don't have any part of your life where there isn't any unforgiveness awesome that's wonderful but then yeah that's amazing and praise god for that yeah but 
then you can also be a helper to other people and saying, Hey, like you need to forgive this person. Mm -hmm. I understand that it's hard and that it doesn't seem like the thing that you should do, but honestly it's freeing. It is really freeing. So like if you have unforgiveness in your heart, ask the Lord what it is, pray through it, like use steps to, it can be your own steps. It can be these steps. These are just practical ways that we have found to be very helpful. That's right. And working through that, it might take a while. It might happen instantaneously. I don't know. I don't know how, how that would work. I don't know what that situation is, Mm. but really working through that is huge. It is huge because you are blocking off a part that God could try. God could be wanting to bless you in some way, but that unforgiveness is holding you back. Even if that blessing means a, a sense of freedom yeah. and a sense of exploration for with a new relationship or perhaps a more positive mm-hmm. way, maybe this person needs to be cut out after that forgiveness takes place. Yeah. And that's fine. Being, f- I, I, We also don't want people to, to miscalculate or misunderstand us when we say that forgiveness is powerful, but it does not mean that everything gets negated and it's all fine like it never happened. Yeah. Uh, forgiveness is not a, a gigantic eraser that just makes things seem like they never took place or yeah. that this offense never happened. No, it did. It's it's acknowledging it, but then choosing to move on from it. Yes. That is the clearest yeah. understanding. And you don't to. have to like correlate yourself with that person anymore. Right. Like if if it's a consistent thing that keeps on happening, I personally would say, yeah, you should probably step back from this for a while. Mm-hmm. And not saying like abandon them yeah. or like cut them out of your life. Maybe Maybe some of these people or things need to be cut out of your life and sometimes that's a good thing uh but yeah like you said that's good like acknowledging hey you like have to forgive this person but it doesn't mean it never happened Mm. Mm -hmm. and i i really like that so honestly taking that and it's it's so important guys to forgive people and to forgive yourself it's so so important yeah one of the main causes of our conversation for this week was because I am recently going through something where it ha- it uh, deals heavily with unforgiveness, and to protect privacy and to protect you know the respect of the other person, I will not go into that. But I will say this very, very, very simply and blandly, and kind of as a coverall for it, that it is very important, and that it was revealed to me by God that it is important to forgive and to move on. The thing that inspired it was actually another podcast that I was listening to, and uh, it was not a Christian podcast. But the subject matter was so impactful to me. I actually was crying at work while I was listening to it. Um, I was, it was just a random podcast about the Amish community. And they were discussing what they believe. Because I was curious. I mean, when I was born, I was born in Missouri. Good old down down Missouri. And uh, they had a lot of Amish people and a lot of Mennonite people that lived there. It's a farming community. It's very common to see that down there. And so there was very, you know, very common. And so uh, I would see them and I was curious about them and I wanted to know what they exactly believed. I knew that they were Christian, but I wasn't exactly clear on what their understanding of the Bible was. And I wanted to get an idea about what that meant. And so I was listening to the podcast. And the guy giving the podcast is not a Christian. He's blatantly against uh, Christianity. However, he he said something that just moved me so much. And I'm not really sure why it moved me so deeply. And maybe this won't affect you at all. But it really moved me. He said, during the discussion of the Amish, he said, I want to just take a quick minute and make a mention of this story. Because this convinced me that the Amish people were genuinely good people. Um, And he began retelling this 
terrible tragedy. There was a man that was named Edward. I won't use his last name because we don't need to glorify murder, but it was a, it was a terrible tragedy. He was a, an, an evil man, and uh, he decided that he wanted to wreak vengeance on these people. He had never met these people, and he wanted to hurt them. Uh, it, it's a terrible, terrible story. Uh, several people died. Um, he invaded an Amish community and murdered, uh, to my understanding, 11 people, uh, including several children. His, wo- his wife, who was still in the nearby town that was not Amish, it was just a regular uh, community, uh, had no idea what he was doing, um, thought that he was at work, was living her life normally like nothing had happened. When she found out about it, uh, the reason that she found out was because the members of the families who were murdered showed up at her house, were standing all outside, all of them. And the thing that just moved me so much was that they went to her door, knocked on her door, she opened it, and they invited her outside onto her step and told her to sit down. That there was then a tragedy. She sat down, and she desc- and they described to her what her husband did, and every single one of them. Every one of them walked up to her, shook her hand, gave her a hug, and said, I forgive you. And if you need anything, you're welcome to our community, and we'll help you with anything you need. If you need food, money, groceries, you're now a widow. Uh, and if you need anything, we're here for you. We'll, we'll help you. And it just, I don't know why, it just just moved my heart. And I was just crying because I was just like, can you imagine that? Someone comes into your community and kills your family. And you extend forgiveness toward that person. And I just felt so guilty that if I, if these people who were completely innocent of doing anything were shot down and murdered for no reason, and then it turned around and extended the hand of forgiveness towards this person, surely I can do the same thing. You know, surely we can do the same thing. Yeah. I've heard that story before, but yeah. I didn't realize it was in the Amish community. Yeah. Wow, that's so crazy. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's yeah forgiveness is huge and for those people to like say like what this probably happened right after they probably did this like right oh yeah it was the same day same day yeah same day to show up at the wife's house and say hey i forgive you yeah we know that you had nothing to do with this but i forgive you yeah and like that brings some closure absolutely (laughs) because it okay i don't mean to extend this longer than we have to but uh it literally is like you are not when you hold on to that unforgiveness you are just setting yourself up for a miserable life because it's all you're gonna think about and you're not letting it go and look i'm not asking i'm not telling you guys that you have to let it go within the day like that's what i'm saying but for you to say hey i forgive you and i acknowledge the pain I cannot imagine the pain that even the wife went through, yeah. like not knowing about this and these families, like the pain and the hurt that yeah. they went through yeah. and just saying, I forgive you. Yeah. It It's hard. It takes courage. But doing that brings so much closure and so much, not freedom, but relief. Mm-hmm. It's like taking out a really long sliver inside of your finger and mm. slowly pulling it out and saying, wow, like, it still hurts a little bit, but it n- does not hurt nearly as much as it used to. That's right. So, mm-hmm. man, that is an incredible story. Yeah. Um, guys, really, really want to like emphasize forgiveness is huge. It's a huge part of the Christian faith, forgiving others. 
because we are called to forgive because God forgave us. These these are simple steps that are not very complicated, but they take time to process and work through. I would honestly encourage you to write them down. Uh, Mm -hmm. If they don't resonate with you, that's okay. We are just here to share what has helped us in our journey of forgiveness, and uh, we just want to extend out our hand of experience to you guys. Absolutely. We're going to move in to our segments, our two segments, and we're going to start off with Andrew's Reading Corner. Fantastic. This week on Andrew's Reading Corner, I'm quite excited to bring you two pieces of literature. The first one, uh, I have personal experience with both. This one is, uh, the first one is called Nikita, A Tale of the Ring and Redemption. I personally met the author about three years ago. Uh, He visited our church. He is an ex- WWE superstar, Grand World Champion. Wow. Uh, he is incredibly strong. He's about six foot four, uh, 260 pounds of solid muscle. And uh, that is the first day that I ever experienced and witnessed a miracle take place. Wow. Um, and so it, he had an, an incredible story. Uh, his life story is written. So, uh, once again, if you're interested in this book, it's Nikita, A Tale of the Ring and Redemption uh, by Nikita Koloff, as told to William Murdoch. Um, you can buy this for a few dollars on ABE Books. It's very inexpensive, and it's, I promise you, it is a wonderful read. I actually have a signed copy. Wow. Uh, I'm looking at it right now, guys. He's not lying. It's pretty amazing. Uh, if you if you're interested in reading a fascinating tale of a man whose life was changed radically by Christ, read this book. Wow. It's amazing. The second book is perhaps my favorite book of all time. Mm. Um, it is it is, in my opinion, it is the most impactful book I've ever read. It is called God's Smuggler. Uh, it's written by uh, a Christian named Brother Andrew uh, with John and Elizabeth Sherrill. Uh, there have been over 10 million copies in print. And as I said, it is perhaps the most impactful book I've ever read. Wow. Uh, I read this book when I was 11 years old, and I've never forgotten it since. Wow. Um, basically, it is a story of a young man in Holland who struggled his entire life with the idea of Christianity. Mm. He became a soldier in anger and in resentment. He hated people, and he was sick of his life. He moved down, uh, became part of engo- and engulfed in a war, and was gunned down in the foot, uh, mm. maimed him for life. And uh, he was so angry. He was a young man full of anger and unforgiveness toward people. Came back to Holland, and his life was radically changed. He became one of the most influential Christian missionaries uh, in Europe ever. Uh, He smuggled Bibles behind Soviet lines, risked his life day after day after day, and smuggled millions of Bibles into Russia. He escaped uh, murder attempts, assassinations, borderlines, miracles took place. Uh, His story is unbelievable. It it is truly unbelievable. And you will not regret reading this story. It changed my life. So, yeah. Once again, God Smuggler, written by Brother Andrew. You wrote that? Uh, I did. Oh, wow. (laughs) (laughs) Didn't know that. Except I'm not not brother. I'm your father. Oh, okay. (laughs) Father Andrew. Father Andrew. (laughs) That's funny. That sounds like a good book. Yeah. So uh, now it is my pleasure to introduce the second segment, Brian's Brain Bogglers. Ah, Brian's Brain Bogglers are back. Uh, We decided to fire Unique Lee because... He's just a little creepy. I wanted to take a break, but then we realized uniquely just didn't really fit the part 
Frankly, I caught him stealing from the coffee machine again. Oh my word. I don't know why he, he keeps was, doing he that. He was creepy. He was so weird, his shifty eyes. Yeah, and like, where is he from? Russia? Germany? He could be anywhere. Brazil? His, Who knows? His accent applies and changed, I think, four <laughs> times a day. <laughs> is he Asian? I don't know. <laughs> anyway, Brian's brain boggler of the day. This is a good one, guys. This is a good one. Pigeons, get this, can tell the difference between Picasso and Monet. What? Crazy? Are you serious? It's a bird. How in the world can this bird tell the difference between two paintings? I don't know, but they must be artists. <laughs> These birds have more artistic talent than I do. I think of the real. Okay, I like it. Picasso. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That's uh, great. It's great. Okay, I like it. <laughs> so, if uh, you need to impress someone in the interview, uh huh, they're like, hey, I just need to know. An interesting fact. Well, yeah. pigeons can tell the difference between Picasso and Monet. There you go. You know, here's the deal. If, if if a scientist told me a parrot can tell the difference between Picasso and Monet, I would totally buy it. How do they? How can they tell if it's a pigeon? I don't know. They did a study in 1995. So really, but there's the like no older than me. information behind that. What? That's crazy. <laughs> so, pigeons might be dumber than they were. Wow. We don't. Maybe they're we just will never know. Maybe they're slowly digressing and smart. Maybe they're just becoming dumber and dumber. Maybe. Well, what do you think was smarter though? A dodo bird or a pigeon? Yeah. Well, I, I'm going to go with a pigeon. I'm going to guess so. All right, guys. That's going to wrap it up for this podcast of Allo for the Soul. Oh, that's amazing. We want to give a couple shout-outs to some yes. people because they have given us some recent support, and mm-hmm. we love our supporters. So that's right. we would like to shout-out Aiden Reisinger. We'd also like to shout-out Brittany Kamstra. And Jasmine Bykirk. And also, of course, Samantha Johnson. Guys, we really appreciate your support, and it really helps us out. Also, we would love the support from you guys. Yes. We really, really would love it if you guys could share this wherever you go, mm-hmm. okay? we It is our goal to impact and help lead people to Christ. We are not going to save them. If people come to know Christ through this podcast, awesome. And like Andrew says, if even one person comes to know Christ as their Lord and Savior through this podcast, we have accomplished our job. That's right. And that's what we want to do. We want to spread the gospel in a loving way and in a fun way and a family way. And just we want to have fun with this podcast, but we also want to share the love of God with other people. So we really, really implore you to share this on your Instagram, Snapchat, wherever social media platform you want to, Mm -hmm. or even just in person. Uh, We want to get our name out there. We want to we want to be a podcast that is known for good Christian content, but also good entertaining Christian content. You said that so beautifully. I don't even have to say anything to include or approve on that. (laughs) So guys, just ditto. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for tuning in. This has been all for the soul. Peace.